All right, I'm here with, uh, well, first of all, this is Brent Leary, and with me right now is Samir Patel. Samir is the brand new, brand spanking new CEO of Kahuna. So you're gonna, we're gonna talk about exactly what that is, and we're gonna get into this discussion about what I call relationship intelligence automation. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, give me a little bit of your personal background. All right, you're not gonna say Big Kahuna, which I'm really, really stoked about, because about 55 people have said it, and every one of them thought they were the first ones to actually say it. <laughs> Um, so background, uh, I have been uh, in enterprise software for about 20 years, 15 years. And um, prior to Kahuna, I was at SAP for four years. I, uh, I was there, uh, I joined SAP to help build out their presence and collaboration software. Um, and uh, that product grew to many millions of users. Uh, and, um, uh, and I left behind a fantastic team at SAP and moved on to another fantastic team at Kahuna, um, looking to bring an entirely new face to what marketing should mean uh, to the modern marketer. So yeah, talk about mobile marketing, the modern style. How does it differ from just two years ago? Right, so I think you, you, what you want to do is start really with the consumer, right? Our customer's consumer, because that's what matters the most. You know, if you look at, and what's what's great about being in this business is everybody I talk to, including myself, uh, we're all consumers. We're all users of the product. We've all gotten fantastic offers, and we've all gotten really, really bad offers, right? Um, I think the, you know, if you look back five years, and you go back five years, and you start to look at the availability of real-time interaction and engagement that all of us expect uh, from uh, the systems that we engage with or people that we engage with. You're in a place where uh, there's a wildly, wildly different expectation of how fast systems should be able to ingest data, make sense of it, and actually uh, allow for conversations to happen in real time. That same consumer is expecting that brands that want to engage with them also come with the same level of sophistication when they want to engage with them uh, and respect the pace at which they want to adopt new technologies. Now, what the, the, the conversation around email, around mobile, is interesting because it usually leads you to think about how you want to uh, engage with brands on a mobile phone. In that, that how do you receive offers, how do you receive notifications and push messages. The, the more important, more interesting part that's missed out is what the mobile phone tells you about the consumer without them actually doing anything. That's the power of mobile, that's 10x, compared to what, compared to just the convenience of a brand reaching you on the mobile phone, where you go, the opt-in, your availability and your ability to opt-in and your inclination to opt-in on a mobile phone for what you get back in return, in the sense, location awareness, for example, um, has allowed us to completely rethink how we might engage uh, with, with brands, right? Different conversation from where you engage with them. This is about richer data sets that come from new delivery mechanisms. Today it's email, tomorrow it's bots, it's SMS, it's IoT, it's beacons, on and on and on. It's the ingesting of new signals. That's what makes this wildly exciting. And the central role that mobile plays in all of that because wherever we are, we have our devices. Right. So how does Kahuna, how do you tackle that? the problem or the challenge of being able to deliver to your customers that opportunity to interact at the right, right time. Right. Um, I think we have never ever before been in a position where we could truly uh, capitalize on the notion of perishable inventory. So 
And perishable inventory comes in many different ways. It could literally be perishable inventory like an airline ticket or groceries. Mm -hmm. But any e-commerce inventory to some degree is, or a vendor would like it to be perishable in that, that it's costing expensive shelf space. So if I'm about to offload it to um, an overstock uh, facility in five days, which means I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to sell it to them at 90% discounts, what can I do in a 48 hour window to make 40, 50, 60% margins on that product, mm. right? Let's start there. There is no facility, in my opinion, that has existed in the last 10 years, seven years, six years, five years, until the time that we live in now where real-time data technologies, if, if they're part of your plumbing infrastructure, can begin to ingest at scale, right? So at Kahuna, we can ingest uh, uh, events within five seconds, which means the speed at which we can optimize, we can update your profile, we can optimize what we want to send out and push out, is now move from get a report, segment the report, what happened, right? And the way I like to talk to our team about it, like the example I can, or the analogy I play in my own life is, because of what we, the kinds of things we do at Kahuna, because of the real-time data infrastructure that sits underneath what we do, when you apply things like machine learning to real-time data, my personal use case that I'm actually pretty, pretty possessive about can come to life, right? And you and I talked about this earlier, right? And I, I guess I'll share something with people as to, yes, I do have a crazy schedule. Um, I leave my house, you know, at 4.45 every morning, at 4.55 every morning to get to Starbucks by 5.01, six minute walk from my house. What is it that's, what, if I turn right from my house, I get to Starbucks in six minutes. If I go left, 15 minutes, I can get a Pete's. What is it that Starbucks can do to make me raise my bill from $1.90, which is all I pay, to a $4 drink, right? I don't think they could do anything, but, but, they, but there's a shot there, right? They, between what the phone knows and what the Starbucks app knows, there's six minutes to really put something in front of me that could, ch that could change my mind about what I buy and increase my ticket price. What could Pete's do to make sure that I don't turn right and I turn left? We are at a moment in time where, app, where the applicability of real-time technology can enable such a delivery of, 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 of offers and information in near real time. That's how spectacular. How important is near real time because of the attention, the lack of attention, we only have like a split second to connect, to interact, and then hopefully have a chain of interactions that get to the point where they actually become a customer. That's right. But it's that split second that counts. It's yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's it's the split second, but I actually think it's probably it's a little easier than that to be honest, right? Okay. I think you know, like the example I gave you, there's a five minute window, there's a six minute window, right? You know, and you've known me for a long time. I'm not I'm not a speeds and feeds guy, and that that faster is not always better, right? Uh, I think if we can get to a place where we can do two things, one is respect the pace at which. The, the, the brand believes that they want to have their customer move from channel to channel. There are certain brands that may say that, you know, I have, say, 50% of my customers who truly want email 80% of the time and only one on one mobile 20% or 10% mobile, 10% SMS, what have you. We, ha we, as an industry, have to begin to respect that pace at which the consumer wants to move and traverse that journey, right? So I think that's one, and that's something that's quite central to the design team in terms of how we think about product. Um, the second is, you know, you, you have to understand what those windows are for you. You're absolutely right. If it is 5 p.m. And, and there's a red eye that's about to 
you know, pretty much go down to the value of zero by say midnight tonight, you can understand what the what the value of that is, right? right? If you are selling excess inventory of hotel rooms, you know, at a certain point this evening, that hotel room is going to be worth zero. Right. We have to let brands adapt to that. And this is why I think some of the, the, the narratives in the industry when we're thinking about modern marketing is almost insulting to the, to the brand, right? When you read sort of it's, it's, you know, email's dead and it's all real time, it's not real time. It's unrealistic, it's absolutely unrealistic. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not actually how brands want to work. So the thing that we're pretty excited about is when you think about, back to your earlier question about the modern marketeer, what they're going to need is almost a sort of, you know, if you want to go back into a history of modern, of, of marketing automation, mm -hmm. you know, 15 years ago, you had systems that were built for email. That's all they were built for. Right. They were called email marketing automation, but they were nothing more than email delivery systems. Right. Today, you're seeing a lot of vendors also start to look at the equivalent of that in the mobile world and say, great, I'm going to give you mobile marketing automation. We're saying, be marks of the system and be able to bring on dynamic delivery mechanisms because today it's mobile next year you know it's going to be bots and it's going to be beacons after that and who else who knows what right we have to be able to decouple that and the way one of the reasons why i took the role is if you look at the work that the founders of this company had done for a year for, for the first two years it was really building that real-time data engine that on which you could then apply machine learning concepts right to be able to make sense of what you're doing um, we now have that we have that capability now to have this plumbing that sits underneath multiple delivery mechanisms and we can we can add and remove delivery mechanisms as customers start to look for more stuff, right that to me is respecting the pace at which consumers want to move this journey and not throwing a one-size-fits-all uh, technology at them right i think the market generally is at a place where we're doing some fun stuff with with uh with multi-channel, but again, multi-channel means, um, I, and I'm gonna blast Brent exactly the same message on every channel, right? We're saying cross-channel, which means if I learn something about Brent that makes me much smarter because of a, a, a gesture on a mobile phone, mm -hmm. why can't his email become, why can't the email to him that goes in the weekend become smarter? And as a consumer, that is, that is your expectation. That's my expectation yeah. when I engage with a brand. You don't want to get bombarded on multiple channels with the same thing. Yeah. So it's a tall order. It's a fantastic team. A lot of heart in what they do, right? Um, really experienced customer success teams as well that can handhold customers through this change. Um, and yeah, I'm a lucky guy. Good team. Not only uh, lead the customer through the change because a lot of the customers aren't thinking like this. They're, you know, they're, they're not, but someone made a really astute comment to me over lunch today and said that you know we've been talking and hoping for cross-channel for a really long time and it's true because when i go and talk to customers none of them are shocked with the notion of cross-channel they just don't believe it's here because they've been they've been kind of you know told a story Burn. for many years yeah and um and you know we've got some of the leading brands out there that are using the product you've got gopro using it we've got hotels tonight using it and a bunch of customers using it where they understand that mobile has to be an equal citizen to email, right? So that you can allow customers to adjust. And when chatbots become big, that also has to be an equal citizen. Right. But you can't, 
jam any of these individual delivery mechanisms down a consumer's throat. Like, that's unacceptable. And you can't use the different channels and try to deliver the same old thing over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the customer is saying, I've turned on all sorts of opt-in facilities on my phone. I'm leaving breadcrumbs everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. I mean, joke's on you if you can't adapt to that right. and serve me in a, in a more palatable way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I feel like that as a consumer, right? right? So, um, so it's really exciting that I think we're at a place where, um, you know, if you have not built a real-time data infrastructure from the ground up, this is not something you can just peanut butter on top of an old architecture, right? This has to be the core of what you're doing. You can't re-architect this stuff. Right. And so that was one of the most exciting things to me when I joined Kahuna, because it's just about making it, making something that's fantastic even better, right? So where can people learn more about all the things you're doing over there? Sorry, say that again? Where, where can people where? learn so more? Where, so, so, so kahuna.com, right? You can start there. Um, I, think, I think you're best off also following us on Twitter at, at Kahuna. Um, and you'll start to hear a lot more about how we think about uh, marketing automation. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, we'd love to we'd love to chat with you uh, more about this as we as we gain more. There's a ton of stuff coming out. Uh, pretty much, I mean, the product is continuous to, uh, delivery and continuous deployment. So, uh, because it's all multi-tenant SaaS, you see customers seeing stuff live on, on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm.